going on, Team Encore? We've got an awesome guest here today, Damon Burrow. He's the co-founder of Golf EQ, uh, software site for golf nuts. And he's a former college golfer, PhD student at Duke University. He's developing human healthcare and performance point of service technologies that help to increase access to superior services and experiences for everyone from anywhere. Damon, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. So where, where are you calling in from? Yeah, so currently I am um, in Durham, North Carolina. So I'm about an hour and a half, two hours from Pinehurst, um, located right here next to Duke University. Um, so I pop over there kind of on a daily basis. Um, we've been fully operational on our labs here for Golf EQ and then also the PAC labs at, at which are on campus at Duke University. So currently there. Great. I'll be I'll be down your way at Pinehurst in, in a month or so. Super excited about that. And cool, cool to have our first guest calling in from Duke, Duke headquarters there. So you're a sharp, sharp man. Um, where, where'd you do your undergrad? So I went to undergrad at a very small school um, in the middle of Missouri, actually. Okay. So the name of the university is William Woods University. It's an NAIA, uh, Division One university. So um, majored in biology there, did a minor in physics and chemistry, and then was a member of the basketball team and the golf team there. And how was your experience on the golf team? Uh, it was great. Um, you know, I think in all candidness, I was more of a GPA booster than I was an active participant. Um, we had some some really phenomenal golfers um, on those teams. Um, a few years I were there, I was there. We were very competitive um, at the national level and the NAIA um, ranks. And then some of those golfers went on to play um, on some professional tours, um, both kind of here in the U.S. and then also back. Um, kind of in Europe. Uh, so very fortunate to kind of learn from those guys on a daily basis. Um, very fortunate to kind of be next to those guys. Um, so, so really, really uh, great experience. Favorite, favorite story from your college golf days? Yeah, it's, it's tough to pin down one. Like I said, you know, I wasn't uh, necessarily there to uh, compete at the highest level all the time. So I think just picking the brains of, of those incredible golfers while they yeah. were there pulling from the insights of kind of the things they were doing and, 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 piecing together those key takeaways that truthfully still help me play decent golf right now. when I kind of go out and, you know, kind of quote unquote, hack it around. All right. So um, don't, don't play you for money. is kind of what <laughs> the underlying message that yeah. you're, I don't, I don't get out as much as I would like to anymore. So I, I have my good and bad days just like everybody else. So let's jump into golf EQ, um, your, your early stage business, help, help our listeners understand what, first of all, what golf EQ is yep. and take us through kind of the genesis of how you came to starting that business, what needs you saw in the market that weren't being met and yeah, give us a rundown if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Um, so golf is golf EQ is a, is a new kind of, self-service platform uh, golf website that essentially aims to deliver golfers from all over the world, um, anyone that has access to the internet, um, specialized and personalized equipment recommendations tailored to their golf swing. Um, so essentially, you know, golfers can be um, summarized as a few different input parameters of their golf swing, things like swing speed, angle of attack, club path, face-to-path relationships, desired shot shapes, et cetera, et cetera. And based on a lot of those things, uh, you get categories of golf equipment products, you know, drivers, golf balls, things like that, that are well tailored uh, towards those um, 
you know, sets of parameters, if you will. So Golf uh, EQ has developed a system of algorithms that allows us um, to collect that information from users on our website and deliver them personalized results that ultimately are designed to help them shoot better scores on the course. And as you referenced um, you know, earlier, my PhD study at Duke um, and then Golf EQ similarly, both of those things are aimed at delivering these, what we're calling point of service technologies, where essentially we are taking a service that used to be restricted to either um, high income thresholds. So people that had to pay for these kind of one hour club fitting services that are very expensive, you know, hundred dollars or more just for the service, then you add on the cost of the equipment they would be recommended or that are geographically isolated such that people cannot get to them. So there are various parts of this country and other countries um, where people simply don't have access to high level, you know, what's called golf club fitting locations. So it makes getting personalized recommendations difficult. So that's kind of, you know, the market need, if you will, that Golf EQ fits is these people that otherwise would not have access to these personalized results, getting them in a way that is freely accessible via the internet and then also free of charge. Um, and because we can do this system with software, um, that requires a lot of upfront work, but that doesn't necessarily require a lot of ongoing maintenance once all the information is collected. We can, we can do so free of charge for our viewers. And if I'm a golfer listening right now, why, why should I choose Golf EQ over some of the other software and, and um, you know, fitting sites out there? Uh, just yeah, help us understand kind of how how you're differentiated and your your value proposition. Yeah, I think I think it's a fantastic question, and I think um, that what I would recommend to many golfers is to try to collect information from as many places as possible. So I, I wouldn't necessarily encourage anybody to only use Golf EQ as a resource. Um, what our eventual hope is, is that people will come to Golf EQ, they will collect information um, about the kind of golf products that might be best tailored to them, and they'll go ahead and follow up with those golf products if they can in person, whether that be in an in-person club fitting or if it, you know, if they can go into some kind of type of uh, you know demo scenario on a range at their local club or something like that. So, so I'm I'm a massive fan of other sites, the golf WRXs, the my golf spies of the world that are providing these informations. Um, you know, where, where golf EQ differentiates itself from those other sites is where, you know, let's, let's use my golf spy as an example. They'll publish their report on the best drivers for the year. Um, we do a similar thing at, at golf EQ, but the difference is we then further those results to tailor um, a specific list of those products to individual golf swings versus just um, kind of the people that the products were tested by. And we do that via a system of machine learning algorithms that basically pick apart the different golf swings that we test and then can then put them back together um, in a way that well matches all of the golfers that come into our site. So as a, as a kind of specific example, what you get as a golfer, if you come to the Golf EQ site is, it's very unlikely that you'll be exactly like any one of the golfers that we have independently testing and evaluating the products that we have, it's incredibly likely that you will be very similar to pieces of those golfers. So our algorithm takes apart all of the golf swings that we record and measure in our in-house testing uh, site. It puts them back together in a way that is most similar to the golfer inputs that are put in in our questionnaire. And that's where we get kind of our tailored and personalized results without ever having to actually measure the golfer that's being recommended the products. Yeah, it's amazing. I think there's so much information out there 
and it's confusing for golfers. And even on, you know, on the ball side, right? There's um, from from the golfers that I speak to, there's there's a lot of um, just work that they have to do to figure out which ball is right for them. So, you know, the, your, your site, and, and then you start talking about irons and clubs and drivers and shafts and lofts. And I mean, it's just amazing what you're doing in terms of helping, helping the golfers hone in on, on the right equipment and then kind of bringing them to that last step where they can make the best decisions and get kind of fit for the, the equipment that's best for them. Um, so in terms of Encore, I know mm -hmm. we've, we've um, you know, sent you some golf balls for testing and, you know, the, the results that, that came out were, were something that really excited us. We, you know, we knew, um, we knew the Vero uh, X1 was incredible, but um, to have an independent test like your, um, like Golf EQ kind of validate that against some of the, the best golf balls out there um, was really cool. Um, so I guess, yeah, help, help the listeners understand, um, you know, how you came across Encore and what you found in, in your test results. And then um, I, I, I kind of want to dig into some of that machine learning and just help, help our listeners understand, like, how you take all that data and, and kind of make sense of it. Sure. Yeah. So I think, I think like you said, um, the Vero X1, you know, in your guys' perspective was highly impressive. Um, it's intriguing to us anytime, um, you know, new brands kind of enter the marketplace with products that they are touting as comparable to, um, you know, products that may cost, you know, in the case of uh, Vero X1 compared to the top line golf ball models, you know, maybe $10 difference would worked out to being about 20%, which is a significant savings for golfers if they're getting similar performance. So that's what really intrigues us is not just necessarily, um, helping golfers find the best product, but the golfers that have a finite budget that they can spend, how do they spend those dollars the wisest such that they can get the biggest performance gains in return for those. So that's kind of where the original impetus for, um, you know, diving down the rabbit hole of, of Vero X1 specifically came from. And, and if you'll go with me for a second, I think we have some intuition based on the test about um, what Vero X1 does specifically that kind of enables it to be, uh, you know, a nice performance enhancement for a lot of golfers to end up using it. So when you're looking at the case of um, golf balls, generally what happens is you get a, a golf ball that is both low spinning and low launching or both high spinning and high launching. And then those two different categories of golf balls also fall under different categories for different speeds of players based on their compression. So as a blanket statement, the faster you swing the golf club, the higher compression golf ball you'll need because you get better energy transfer, you get you get better retention of spin, you get better distance, those kinds of things. The thing that the Vero X1 does that is, is somewhat exceptional um, compared to other golf balls is it has an ability to separate those things. So you get high launch and you get low spin at a compression rating that a lot of kind of your quote unquote amateur golfers really match up well with. So what you really end up with is at your, again, kind of quote unquote average or the upper levels of average. So take it basically, let's say anywhere that anybody that swings yard from 90 to up to about 105 is going to fit well um, with the compression rating of the Vero X1. And they're going to increase their launch compared to other golf balls without increasing their spin. And so what we saw in our testing, that leads to a little bit more distance in the irons and a little bit more distance in the driver, which is really critical 
to players playing good golf on the golf course because it contributes to strokes gained improvements in the strokes gained driving and the strokes gained approach categories, which um, have been shown kind of over time on the PGA Tour and then at the amateur ranks to be very indicative, highly correlative with playing, uh, you know, better golf, shooting better scores, if you will. And then so um, even those higher speeds, when you do get some ball speed loss compared to higher compression golf balls with the Verilex one, um, you still get that high launch, low spin characteristic that then enables that golf ball to cross over really well. Um, and then so I, I think that the thing that really kind of excites us when we get to test these products is not necessarily the what of it, but it's the why. When we can start to identify these kind of performance characteristics that really give us insights into why a particular product or set of products might be kind of well-tailored to a type of golfer, uh, that's when we really start to be able to pull out powerful recommendations that allow us to really, you know, kind of give people these performance differences that we that we you know, really enjoy doing. That's awesome. And, you know, obviously we were, we were thrilled by um, the results of the test. Um, so help, help the listeners understand a little bit more of the machine learning on the back end okay. and um, without, without giving away your secret sauce. Yeah, of course. Um, high level, just because um, I do think that that is part of what makes your, your site um, so much different than what, what's out there and so much more personalized for golfers. Sure, sure. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to do um, kind of the best I can here. But essentially what happens is we, we bring every product um, that we're going to test at Golf EQ into our in-house testing facility. And we use um, the Foresight GC Quad launch monitor, um, which is kind of the industry gold standard for indoor testing to be able to test everything. So we test them in, you know, apples to apples comparisons across. Um, we do every product um, with a significant amount of golfers, whether that be five and then all the way up to 12 golfers over the course of three different days. Um, that, that three different day period allows us to capture some of the golfer variants um, that simple club fitting sessions kind of don't allow you to do. It also allows us to hit a smaller amount of shots, get, getting higher quality data kind of on each uh, day rather than trying to take too many shots um, in a single day. Uh, then what we basically can do from there is begin to take those data insights that we've compiled and then we can drop those insights into an algorithm and we use what's called a training data set which is a term that um, if you're familiar with machine learning um, you, you'll be kind of familiar with and essentially we can say empirically that a golfer that swings a golf club like this is best with, you know, the Epic speed driver or something. And then from there, we can use machine learning algorithms to understand why, and we can start to predict things when we do not know what driver model might be best for a particular given set of swing parameters. That's where the machine learning can begin to extrapolate from the set of knowns into the unknown. And that's what really allows us to, again, predict results from swings that we have not measured. And then similarly, um, kind of what we can do is we can also start to pull apart similarities and differences of drivers on a quantifiable scale using that machine learning. So, you know, the Callaway Epic Speed may not be too dissimilar to the TaylorMade Sim 2, for example, but there are subtle differences that would um, enable that product to be tailored more towards one golfer or another. And sometimes those, those performance differences are not necessarily a product of the specific driver themselves, but they're more a product of the geometric 
uh, parameters of those drivers. For example, there may be a loft and lie combination that a player can get with the Epic Speed that they cannot get with the Sim 2, and that may be enough of a difference to um, you know kind of match that driver with a, with a certain player. That's awesome. Do you do you envision four players using your service one day? That's a that's a really that's a really great question. Obviously, tour players have access to some of the most brilliant kind of club fitting minds in the world. I do think what our system can be used for at the highest level is to provide confidence and reassurance using kind of the big data sets that we're doing that the the events that those players are seeing in an individual club fit are going to translate well to the course. And that's going to enable them to kind of find their quote unquote best in an individual testing scenario, reinforce that with millions of data points. And similar to kind of what Strokes Game does right now for helping them plan how they're going to attack different golf courses, help them plan how they're going to build a golf bag. Because into the future, we see um, you know the data insights that we're collecting at Golf EQ being much more applicable to how a golfer might build their entire bag more so than just, you know, kind of what driver they're going to select, right? So we, we are really starting to uncover um, some of what I would call the more important insights about when golfers should be transitioning from driver into fairy wood, into hybrid, into long irons, into different types of irons, into different lofts of wedges um, and those kinds of things, right? There's, there's really no service out there right now um, other than trial and error that you have to do, you know, with a high level club fitting facility that has lots of inventory um, about deciding, um, you know, let's say you're going to go with a combo iron set. Do you stop the semi cavity and go into the larger cavity at five iron? Do you do it at six iron loft? You know, when do you start hybrids? Is it okay to carry a four iron at your swing speed? Is it not? Um, those are things that we are, um, really beginning to put our finger on. And it's going to take a little bit more time before that's ready for the public as far as how we're going to be able to disseminate that information. Um, but eventually what we want to be able to do um, with golfers is allow them to come to our site, um, know a little bit about our swing, uh, about their swing, and then be able to build an entire golf bag that really helps them navigate the golf course in the way that's going to give them the best chance to shoot great scores. Last question. For our listeners, we want them to come to your site. What what would you recommend they do when they get there? What actions would you like them to take? Certainly want them to see the Golf EQ Encore report and see that. But in addition to that, um, what, what would you recommend? Yeah, I think I think starting um, with the EQ Spotlights, um, one of them most notably being um, the Encore uh, Vero X1, the golf ball, uh, you know, review, but um, also extending into uh, we do driver series reviews in which we, you know, for example, we'll do um, all of the Callaway drivers head to head versus just doing a single Callaway driver as a standalone. So even if you're a golfer that, you know, you already have decided you want the new Callaway driver, and I keep using Callaway because they, they do make very high performing drivers. Um, you've already decided that one, but you don't really know which of the three models you know, you want, you don't really know which of the loft or lie settings that might be best for you in that driver. Um, there's still going to be value for you um, in, in our services. I also would encourage you to follow up in with the EQ reports in which we list all of the products that we test, including the data that we collect um, for like all the drivers, you know, we'll, we'll be doing that for fairway wood soon. We're going to be doing that for golf balls later this year, um, you know, in a, in a product list. So that if, um, you know, if, 
maybe you're a golfer that likes to kind of investigate things on their own, you can basically use our information as a resource rather than a kind of an ultimatum, right? We don't necessarily want to be a golf site that's making decisions for anybody. We want to be a golf service that is arming people with information that then allows them to go out and spend their money wisely and to choose the products that ultimately are going to have them having the most fun and then also shooting the best scores. Um, and then finally, what I would like them to do is to come into our EQ identifier services, um, fill out the questionnaire to the best of their abilities, get their performance uh, results, um, and then follow up when they can by testing those clubs or products in person to confirm that our results are actually the best for them. And this, this really kind of leads us into the, the next step of you know, what, what we see is, is Golf EQ is we, we have not, in my opinion, done a good enough job yet of relaying the information and the data insights that we're collecting to the golf consumer yet. We are doing um, kind of extensive development right now on both our user interface um, and kind of our user experience such that the entire wealth of information we're collecting is going to be much more available um, and much more accessible to all the users when they're coming to our site. So um, I, I would take responsibility and say that um, I don't think we've done a good enough job yet of delivering uh, all the information we can deliver to golfers in a way that is immediately digestible to them. And so we, we are, um, you know, kind of constantly improving ways that we can do that. I think for, for being early stage, it's, it's incredible what you've done so far and, and a great service to golfers out there. So I encourage everyone listening, check out Damon, our, our guest here and the founder of Golf EQ, check out Golf EQ. And thank you for being on our podcast. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, take care.